0: Hello! Hello! Welcome to Creepy's episode two, where we tell you creepy stuff about history. I'm Sid. And I'm KP. And today we're gonna to be talking about Halloween history, but before we do that, I think we should introduce ourselves just I agree. a little bit.
1: Yeah, because we didn't do that last time, and we should tell people who we are. Mm
0: hmm. Okay,
1: so do you want to go first?
0: Yes. So I'm a psychology grad student, and I study the personality characteristics of conspiracy theorists.
1: Which is so cool. Thank you so much. Yes. Maybe one day we do an episode on the history of conspiracies. I would love that. Because that's creepy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, KP, I also do psychology research in evolutionary psychology, and I also teach psychology courses at a local college.
0: Which is very cool. I think so, too. It's very fun. So we're gonna be diving, like I said, diving into the history of Halloween. Yes. And so you did a lot of research on that and I did more research on the history behind the costumes. Right, which is fun. Which is very fun. So let's get started. Yeah. And so I will start us off
1: and we're gonna be talking about the ancient pagan Celtic festival of Samhain, which if you look it up, you would think that it's pronounced Samhain, but it's not. I verified. So it's cool. Samhain. Um, I saw some reports that said that this dates back to like 2,500 years ago to 2,000 years ago. But the Celts were definitely around, around 2,000 years ago. And they were in areas like what's now modern Ireland and the United Kingdom and northern France. Um, and they would celebrate their new year on November 1st. So they actually had a lot of seasonal holidays, I think four, marking the change of seasons. But their November 1st holiday was their biggest one because it was their new year. Right. So they believed that the night before their new year was a time when the lines between the living and the dead were more kind of blurred. Creepy. Very. Which I think is common around Halloween to mm-hmm. think. Um, and they thought that during this time the dead were more free to like... Rome, the earth. Okay. So they did some things to both protect themselves from these spirits and also welcome them. And then they did some stuff that was pretty cool that was around like the communal taking care of each other through these harder months. Because November 1st marked the transition into the darker, colder time of year when harvest wasn't as easy and when there were more human deaths. When depression is in full swing. True. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, some of the things that they would do is they would, well, the Celtic priests were called druids. And they would have everyone put out their hearths or their their fires. And I saw mixed reports on whether people actually put them out or if they just let them die out throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then they would make a giant bonfire. And on the bonfire, they would throw, like, crops as, like, a sacrifice. And they would also sacrifice animals. And they would throw animal bones onto the fire which is where the term bonfire comes from because it's a bonfire. Interesting. I know. I thought so too. Also a little creepy. Bone a fire. A little creepy, yes. Um, and then people would take back some of the fire from the bonfire and relight their hearths with it. And it was like the symbolism of the community taking care of each other as they were going into these harder months. Okay. People would also wear costumes during this time because they had a bunch of beliefs around some evil spirits that would come out around mm-hmm. now. and one of those was like fairies and fairies were known to kidnap people
0: oh I thought fairies were always good no no you
1: haven't heard about like the mischievous evil nature of fairies I have never so yeah there's a lot of lore that goes into that fairies would like try to mess up your
0: plans and they would steal or kidnap children and steal items see the first thing that comes to mind is Tinkerbell
1: Right, right. Our, our modern, cute, sweet
0: fairy Yeah, with a that's bit of what sass. I, yeah, with a little bit of sass, that's <laughs> what I picture. Yeah, well,
1: I don't think that was like the original thing of fairies. Okay, makes but
0: sense. I, I
1: didn't look into this for this episode. This is stuff that I've just read about in my own life in the past, but mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. And so, to my memory, sometimes fairies are good. So, they're not always bad, but they definitely don't just have positive connotation okay actually do you know why we knock on wood no so apparently it's to deafen the wood fairies that live in the wood
0: so they can't hear
1: your plans and then mess them up which I guess actually means we should knock before we say something but typically people knock after
0: sure um but yeah well I will start knocking before Before,
1: right so they can't hear and mess up our plans yeah because
0: I almost always knock on wood so I'm gonna start doing that.
1: Well, I hope this episode goes well. Where's some wood?
0: I love that sound effect. <laughs> um, so yeah,
1: they would put these costumes on, and they typically were like animal skins or animal heads, and they would do it so they looked like animals, so that they would be less likely to be kidnapped.
0: And they didn't have a spirit Halloween back then, so they had to work with what they had. Exactly, exactly. They were very creative
1: little Etsy entrepreneurs.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, they would also keep their doors open so that the spirits of dead family members or kind spirits could come into their homes and spend the night and hang out. And sometimes they would leave placemats so that the spirits could have dinner with the family that night. That's sweet. I know, it's very cute and warm. So then, around 33 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered most of the lands that the Celts were in. And as a result, two Roman holidays ended up kind of being meshed together with Samhain. Okay. And one of the holidays was Ferilia, I think is how you say it. And this holiday took place in October, so it already kind of fit with Samhain. And it was a holiday where they honored their dead. And then there was another holiday to honor the, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees named Pomona. Pomona, I think. Um, And her symbol that, like, represents her is an apple. And so I read that that's where the tradition of bobbing for apples on Halloween comes from.
0: Was it perhaps a Honeycrisp, the superior
1: top-tier apple? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it was. We want this to be quality apple
0: bobbing. I agree. Okay, so, yeah, what I know about apple bobbing is that it originated with apples hanging from the ceiling and they would tie your hands behind your back and put on a blindfold. Oh my gosh. And then you would, I guess, try to catch it in your mouth. But obviously that's not going to happen every time. So it would just smash you in the head. <laughs> so I think it then moved into a much lighter way to grab onto the apple, which would be to put your head underwater and try to find it. Which is very difficult. Have you ever tried? I've never tried it.
1: I don't understand why they had to tie people's hands behind their back. I guess we had a lot of cheaters in ancient yeah, history. Probably. Yeah, probably. Well, your first
0: reaction is to cover your face. That's true. That's true. So actually it was really mean what yeah, they were doing.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um Okay, so that was kind of how the holiday started to get mixed with other stuff because as we'll see it gets very mixed with traditions until we get to modern Halloween. So then, i got to find my place in my notes, then we have All Saints Day come into play. So on May 13th of 609 AD, there was a holiday dedicated to Christian martyrs, or to honor Christian martyrs, martyrs. and then um, later on, Pope Gregory III moved the holiday to, be, to take place on November 1st. So now we have this Christian holiday taking place on the same day as the pagan New Year. Okay, And there were some thoughts behind this that this was intentional to try to have people celebrate the Christian holiday instead Mm -hmm. of the pagan holiday. But then by 1000 A.D., they came up with a new holiday on November 2nd called All Souls Day. My birthday. Yes, Sid's birthday. And this was All Souls Day, and it was intended to honor the dead. And this day was also known as all hollows day and so the night before october 31st became all hollows eve Eve. which is where we get the word halloween cool very cool um so another tradition that the celts had was mumming which looks very similar to modern day trick-or-treating and i read that that's probably where it came from and mumming was where people would go from house to house and they would exchange poetry or songs um in exchange for treats. And treats are typically like fruits or nuts or coins. So what you're saying is I should write you a poem for Halloween. You should. You should write me a very spooky poem. And you should sing me a song. Yes. And in an exchange, we'll give each other Honeycrisp. That sounds lovely. Doesn't it? Okay, great. So now we have modern Halloween in America. When Halloween first came to America, it wasn't very celebrated, especially in the colonial New England area. And that was because of Protestant beliefs in the area. Because there is a common misconception that Samhain is a pagan god of death. And so that the holiday of Samhain was actually celebrating the god of death. But from what I read, that's not true. And so it was just a misconception, but it did lead the Protestants to not like it. I think because the god of death can be conflated with the devil. And so it just seemed like it was worshipping bad things but that does not seem to be the case it is actually a holiday celebrating nature and the change of seasons beautiful right it is actually very lovely so it wasn't very common in colonial new england but it was more common in the southern colonies and then by around halfway through the 19th century america got a lot of new immigrants and a lot of them were from ireland and so through that transition halloween became more popularized and people were more comfortable with it and then by the mid 20th century, Halloween had been shifted to be more about children, and this apparently was an attempt to prevent young adults from like causing mayhem. Sure. And so that's the gist of how we
0: got to where we are now with modern Halloween. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I love that explanation. A lot of different parts that come together to yeah. form the actual holiday yeah. that we have today. Yeah. Definitely. Um, is it now my turn? It is. Let's hear about costumes. Okay, so I was Googling some very common costumes for Halloween, and I stumbled upon vampires. Ooh. Have you ever been a vampire for Halloween?
1: I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever been a vampire
0: in general. (laughs) Because we are going to get into that. Yes, we're going to get into real life vampires, and I'll explain explain what that means. (laughs) Okay, I cannot
1: wait. But to answer your question... Yes, I have been a vampire. There was one Halloween that I specifically remember that I got little fake things that like you like use fake cement to put on your teeth. Were they hard to get off? I don't remember, but I remember that I felt really cool.
0: Well, that is kind of cool. I know. I know. I, on the contrary, have never been anything scary for halloween that's pretty on theme for you it exactly so i was a razor cell phone i love that (laughs) where i was pink first of all it was a pink razor cell phone of course why would you ever get any other color exactly and i was i don't really know how to explain this and give it the fantastic picture that it deserves which I'll have to ask my mom for an actual picture. Oh my gosh, we should so upload the picture. We should. And so it would actually flip open where my face was the screensaver.
1: Oh my God, that's adorable.
0: Yes, so it was adorable. I would love it if your face was my screensaver. Well, maybe you should change it to that. Maybe I should. Cute. Okay, so where does the idea of vampires come from? Let's dive into the history of vampires a little bit. So I read that their origin can be difficult to pinpoint, but I found quite a bit of information regarding the Middle Ages in Europe. Okay. So the history of how the physical attributes of vampires came to be is very spooky and a little easier to pinpoint, and I'll explain. Okay. I'll explain that. So there was a very rare blood disorder found in Eastern Europe called porphyria. Porphyria. Have you ever heard of this? I have
1: absolutely never heard of porphyria. I had neither.
0: I had neither. So, the symptoms of this disorder were sensitivity to light. Okay. Which makes sense, right? And receded gums that caused the illusion of elongated teeth. <gasps> okay. Yes. So, it looked like fangs. It looked like fangs. Um, so, it was actually so severe that if they were exposed to sunlight, it would cause an adverse reaction like blistered skin. Oh, my goodness. And skin, the skin would become so blistered that it would actually, like, really... Like, your ears and nose would come off. What? (laughs) So, it's really crazy. That's terrible. It's terrible. So, um, it was really important for people suffering from this disorder to stay in the dark because, obviously, you want to keep your ears and nose. Right. I would love to keep my ears and nose. As, I think, would the majority of people.
1: Last week, if you remember, they were burning off noses. So, like, weird things with noses in Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm.
0: There are very weird things about that. So, jump to modern day. It turns out that vampires are very much still prevalent. Like the blood disease? No. Just believing that you're a vampire. Okay. Okay, so this is where I get a little confused. I think it's either believing you're a vampire, or acting like a vampire, or actually being a vampire. I'm not really sure on that. Well, what's the difference between behaving like a vampire and actually being a vampire that's a really good question but do vampires exist well
1: I would say no but I suppose it depends on our definition of a vampire like if you have to have been bitten by another creature and that creature turned you into a vampire and you can turn into a bat that feels like
0: obviously not real Mm, mm -hmm. but I
1: suppose maybe there's like a medical condition where people need a lot of iron or something
0: okay and become anemic if they don't consume this iron maybe well that leads me to my next point where there was this woman who considered herself a vampire and this is crazy so she stopped drinking blood and this actually put her through withdrawal So hardcore that she ended up in the hospital. What would your body possibly go
1: through withdrawal from with blood? Like, what does our body get addicted to in blood? I
0: mean, I think it would have to be the iron. Okay. So, because one of the symptoms of what she was going through were exhaustion, migraines, migraines, irregular blood pressure, and heart palpitations. Oh, wow. That does sound like anemia. Exactly. So, I think that maybe... Well... I don't know I'm very conflicted on this topic and I don't want to be offensive because these people believe they are vampires I right, do we have to respect we have to respect that uh-huh. um but do I think it's a little odd I absolutely do
1: I think that it would probably be a common opinion that that's a little sure, odd but you sure. know to each their own are they how are they obtaining the blood that they drink
0: So, they're obtaining the blood through donations of willing parties. Okay. And the willing parties part is very important because according to the New Orleans Association of Vampires... Okay,
1: very official. Very
0: official. If anyone reports that they got blood unwillingly or hurt someone to get the blood, they are reported to the authorities immediately.
1: Well, and that makes sense because that's assault.
0: Well, yes. assault.
1: so they're getting blood willingly, no harm, no foul. I guess I'm okay with this lifestyle as long as they are okay with me not donating
0: my blood. And this is actually really interesting. So most of these people want to get rid of the stigma surrounding vampires, so they actually do a lot of charity work. Interesting, Mm -hmm. interesting. That kind of sounds like a lovely group. I I agree, and I would love to interview one one time. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. That would be so cool. Do you think
1: we can join and not partake in the blood drinking?
0: I am scared. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes. So, it started with a rare blood disorder, and it kind of turned into this innocent lifestyle that I think is a very strange evolution and way to move into that, but... Yeah. It be what it be. It be what it be. And so now that we're on the topic of vampires, I want to shift the conversation over to bats. Okay. So bats, according to this this one website, which we will link all of the websites below. Yes. In case you want to check them out. Um, it talked about why bats are huge symbols when it comes to Halloween. So first of all, number one, they're associated with vampires, which, you know, we don't want to say they're creepy, but it, drinking blood to the average person is a little creepy. Well, and I think
1: that the original story of a vampire where they are, you know, not, they're taking victims, they're not getting permission. That's true. Oh, which by the way, to step back a little bit, I've also heard before that there's a relation to vampires and Vlad the Impaler. Do you know anything about I have not heard about that. So, Vlad the Impaler, I don't know much about him because this was not something I looked into for this episode. Again, just something in my past I've read about. But he, historically, he was a leader that, I guess, impaled a lot of people. Like, that was his method of of punishment. Does that
0: have anything to do with the name? Vlad the Impaler. Oh, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. What did you think I was saying? I thought you were saying the word paler. Oh. Like a
1: like th-
0: vampire. Oh, like a vampire. I yeah. I see, yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah. the
1: impaler. Um, and, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't have brought this up because I don't know a lot about it, but it is, I have heard that he was, like, considered Dracula. Like, he's this where the story mm. of Dracula came from. Because I imagine there was a lot of blood
0: involved in impaling people. Sure yeah sure that makes sense to me so anyway sorry back to bats okay back to bats so three is the magic number here because if a bat was caught flying around somewhere with people inside so like let me say that again so if a bat was caught flying around a house and there were people inside if the bat flew around the house three times the people inside would apparently die soon oh yeah, so... Like, everyone inside. I think everyone inside, yes. That's almost like vultures. Oh, I didn't think Circling. about that. Yeah. So, this originated in ancient Rome because I found an urban legend that stated if you carry your bat around your house, it would protect you from bad luck, but... Wait, I, your pet bat? Yes, your pet bat. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. So, I, maybe in ancient Rome, I should look more into this, but pets bats were seen as pets okay
1: Okay. bats are very cute they are have you ever seen a picture of a fruit bat i have never seen a picture of a fruit oh wait maybe i have they have like the cute chunky faces and they always have like a big piece of fruit that they're shoving in their mouth, and they have huge eyes yes azula who is my black labrador puppy if i kind of just
0: pull her ears back a little bit she absolutely looks like a fruit bat that's adorable i know i love that So yeah, I remember one time I was in my living room and I was with my aunt and my mom and I think I was sitting on the fireplace and my, my mom just looked like she had seen a ghost behind me. So naturally I started sprinting into the other room Right. and it turned out that a bat had flown out of the fireplace (gasps) and we were all absolutely terrified. Oh my gosh. Probably more terrified than we should have been, but it was still
1: startling. Having baths in your home is actually really dangerous because they can bite you and you
0: won't have any idea and they carry rabies. Yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah. Well, we never found it, so it kind of slept in my parents' bedroom for a couple of days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to ask my mom about that, but I don't know how she went to sleep at night. Be like,
1: Mom, do you have cravings for blood? Yeah. Did you
0: turn into a vampire? Did you get bit? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of all I found about bats. So I'm also going to move on. I'm also going to tell you about a really common Halloween costume. Okay. So whenever you think about ghosts, what is the most common Halloween costume that you see? Like how do people dress up whenever they dress up as a ghost? Definitely a white sheet with holes cut out for your eyes. Exactly. So this is kind of obvious and interesting at the same time. So, well, maybe it's not so obvious so as you know many people will dress up as ghosts and they'll use that white sheet but the white sheet comes from the fact that dead bodies are covered with white sheets when they are found dead so if the person becomes comes back from the dead they're gonna be
1: a sheet walking around exactly that makes so much sense i don't know how i never saw that like put that together
0: yes in this costume i hadn't either this costume gained popularity in the 1700s in britain And to be honest, it was cheap, and that also played a huge part.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I think that's still why a lot of people do it today. It's like, I don't have a costume. What should I do? I'll just throw a sheet over myself.
0: Exactly. Balling on a budget. That's Mm -hmm. what people are doing. Mm -hmm. So, and since we were talking about ghosts, I thought I could tell you a quick, really terrifying story from Reddit. And I want your genuine, genuine reaction, even if you don't want to believe in ghosts. I need you to genuinely react so that I can see The terror. The terror and maybe change your mind about, well, first of all, I think we have to know that Caitlin truly hardcore doesn't believe in ghosts. I do not. I don't think that there is any evidence that suggests their existence. And I'm a little on the fence, which is why I love Ghost Adventures so much. If anyone has seen that, I am always down for a conversation about that because I absolutely love Ghost Adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, But let me tell you about this story. So there was this guy that worked in a nursing home, and he heard someone ring their bell in the other room and went to check on them. Okay, so like a patient. A patient. So they had bells to, like, ask for help, like a nurse yes. nurse call button? Yes, okay. a nurse call button, absolutely. So the patient asked them to look into the bathroom at a dark figure hiding in there. What? Exactly. So they saw a dark figure in there, and so they obviously wanted to check it out, but not themselves. So they asked the STNA, State Tested Nursing Assistant, which you know all about, which I know all about, um, to go check it out for them. And I guess this guy that was pretty shaken up was like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing in there. I'm going to go back to my desk. Okay. So then 10 minutes later, someone else rings their bell. And what do they see? A faceless man in the corner of their room.
1: Okay. No. So how do you explain that, Caitlin? Well, okay. I see how that's creepy and it seems like something was really going on. But maybe something really was going on and someone had broken into the nursing home. Without a face? Well, maybe it was dark.
0: I guess I actually have written in my notes. Now, why would there be two separate accounts of the same thing, Caitlin? In all caps. <laughs> I feel so attacked. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess someone could have broken into the nursing home, but I mean, what's more realistic?
1: I mean, I think breaking in is more realistic, <laughs> but yours is more fun. Okay, we because- can. Okay. Even though I don't
0: believe in ghosts, I totally
1: agree that they're fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't really believe that they're fun. I think they're terrifying. But I am on the fence about it. And okay. maybe we can have another episode where we talk solely about ghosts. And I kind of explain why I feel on the fence about it. Okay. Because I am a very... I am a person based in science. Absolutely. you a researcher. Exactly. As you are. Mm-hmm. But I think I... you know, I I don't know. I'm on the fence. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to be there. Okay. Thank you so much. So another thing that people dress up as, which is very, very common are witches. And so as we know, It's a classic for Halloween. Pretty sure I was a cute witch when I was little at some point. I bet you were adorable. Thank you so much. I was actually a box of goldfish and a box of gobstoppers at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I was a Milky Way. I had a thing with food. I wish we could reveal what you're going to be this Halloween. I know, but we will reveal that... We'll post pictures of that on our Instagram. Okay. Because we can't let any of our friends know until Halloween. No, exactly. Of course, I've told a couple people because it's <gasps> very hard to keep things a secret. Okay. But they all thought it was great and I can't wait. Can
1: I, I confess you... something? What? I've also told several people what my costume is I've be. literally
0: seen you tell <laughs> multiple people about your costume. I'm excited about it. Yeah, which is fair. Which is fair. It's an adorable costume. I would say yours is more adorable And mine is more ridiculous. Yours is
1: going to be hilarious and I cannot wait to see it.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay. So history.com describes witches as iconic. And I wrote in my notes, love that. Because (laughs) I think that that's a great way to describe them. I agree. It's absolutely 100% true. And I also read that the term witch actually means wise woman.
1: Okay. I guess that makes sense because I've read before that... A lot of times women who were like healers
0: were considered witches because it was like, how are you doing that? Right, right. And that scared people. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. created kind of mass hysteria. Yes. So stories about witches date all the way back to 721 BC, according to history.com. And however, it was the mid 1400s when the witch hysteria, like I just said, took place in Europe. And something that I thought was interesting was the highest witchcraft execution rate was in Germany? Okay. And the lowest witchcraft execution rate was in Ireland. Okay, go Ireland. Right, exactly. They're really like the VIP of this episode. They really are. So this is a crazy statistic. So between fifteen hundred, between the fifteen hundreds and sixteen sixties, it was estimated that eighty thousand witches or people that were suspected to be witches right. were put to death. That's terrible. It's terrible. And creepy. I feel like we would have been accused. I mean, yeah, I could see myself being accused of that.
1: They would have been like, these women, they're hysterical.
0: (laughs) All the time. (laughs) And that brings me to 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh no. I think we know where I'm going with this. So... To be honest, we could probably have an entire episode about this creepy history of the Salem Witch Trials, so here are just a few highlights. Okay. Um, I'll begin with 9-year-old Elizabeth Parris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams. Oh
1: no, are these poor young babies mistreated? <laughs> Well,
0: it wasn't really anyone's fault what happened. Okay. Okay, let's hear. Okay, so they started doing weird things like uncontrollable screaming and throwing fits and contorting their bodies. Okay, creepy. So the theory today from toxologists is that they were poisoned by a fungus. Now, if you recall from episode one, now, if you haven't listened, go listen to episode one. Yeah, so you're not out of the loop. Out of the loop. Um, there is a fungus called, or there's a psychoactive substance found in fungus called ergotamine. Okay. And it's also found in LSD. Okay. So this was the same fungus that I talked about when we were talking about the dancing plague, obviously. Right. And it was found in rye and wheat. And this specific report from history.com says that this fungus can cause muscle spasms, vomiting, and delusions. Okay. Very unpleasant. Right. So, more young women came forward demonstrating the same symptoms and behavior, and I know what you're thinking, was it only women? Yeah, what's up with that? That was the same with the dancing plague. So, yeah, you're totally right about that. I didn't even connect those together. But, it has been reported that six men were convicted and executed for also being witches, or suspected of being witches. I
1: mean, those poor men, but at least it wasn't just women.
0: I agree. So... I Wait, thought that was pretty interesting. If
1: you're a male and you
0: do the same thing as a witch, aren't you a warlock? I did not look into that, but I think I've heard that somewhere.
1: I think I learned about it in Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost.
0: Well, you know a lot about Scooby-Doo.
1: I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that kind of concludes everything that I found about witches for this episode. Okay. Um, and so we talked about bats, vampires, ghosts, witches, and the last thing I want to tell you about is why are jack-o'-lanterns a thing? Okay, fun. So jack-o'-lanterns are, as traditional decorations for Halloween, originated in Ireland. Go Ireland once again. And first of all, it started out as turnips instead of pumpkins. What? What? I know it's kind of weird. Have you ever had a turnip? I don't think I have.
1: But aren't turnips like wait wait
0: wait 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 turnips are delicious. Well, maybe we should eat some. I agree, especially for Thanksgiving. Oh, I can make some turnip. Is
1: is turnip like like a sweet potato? It's kind of like a, a squash. Okay, but aren't they really hard?
0: Not if you cook them for a long time. Okay.
1: But they aren't hollow like pumpkins, right?
0: I don't think so. So that had to have been difficult to carve. Yeah. Maybe that's why we transformed. This is speculation, but maybe that's why we transferred that tradition into pumpkins. Maybe, yeah. They were just easier. Yes. Plus, I aren't turnips small? Turnips are pretty small, yeah. Okay, that's kind of adorable. It is adorable. Yeah. Well, this isn't adorable. So... I found a website that cited Michigan State University for this story. So apparently there was this guy named Jack who trapped the devil somehow. Okay. And how he trapped the devil is unclear, but let's just roll with it. All right. We're suspending disbelief. Right. So Jack told the devil that he would not let him go unless the devil promised to never let Jack go to hell. That seems like a great bargain to make with the devil. I, I agree. So this is the interesting part. I guess Jack meant to say that he wanted a definite spot in heaven, but that's not what he said.
1: Well, and I don't even think that the devil is in the position to guarantee a spot in heaven
0: because that's not his territory. I think that's a really good point. So since he just said he didn't want to go to hell, the devil trapped him in purgatory forever. Okay. (laughs) And that brings me to my next point, which have you ever seen Lost? Uh, yes, but I didn't ever watch The End. You didn't watch The End? No, I fell off. Okay, well that needs to change. We need to spend the next year watching episodes of Lost. The
1: next year? Okay, I'm,
0: I'm down. It's probably going to take a year to get through all of them. I'm definitely down. Okay. So, anyway, he now depressingly roams the earth for all of eternity. (laughs) All of eternity because he didn't specify that he also did not want to be trapped in purgatory.
1: Okay, so it's a be careful what you wish for story. It is.
0: And the other one, the other, like, little theory is that the jack-o'-lantern is supposed to ward off evil spirits.
1: Okay, so maybe that's why we make them, like, scary faces. Mm -hmm. So, like, ah, stay away from this house. We're scary. Exactly. Have you ever heard about the Headless Horseman? I have never well, I obviously have heard of them,
0: but I don't really know the story behind them. Well,
1: have you ever seen Sleepy Hollow by Johnny Depp or the movie with Johnny Depp? I have never seen that movie. Okay, well, we should watch that movie. We should eat turnips and watch Sleepy Hollow. Okay, okay. but the headless horseman is um, based on this legend about a soldier who in some unnamed battle had his head blown off by like a stray cannonball. okay, which oh painful. My gosh, yeah, horrible while he was on horseback. So, apparently, he comes back every Halloween, and he can be seen searching for his head. Okay. And in some stories, he has... This is what made me think of this. Is he has a jack-o'-lantern on his shoulders instead of a head. Oh. And there is a story that was written by, like, Washington Irving or something like that. I can't believe I know that. But... Very impressive that you know that. Thank you. I don't know why I do. But he told the legend of sleepy hollow and there's this man named ichabod crane who was like the school teacher and he has an encounter with the headless horseman where he the horseman throws his head at ichabod but then when they go back and look for evidence of the head it's there's
0: just a smashed pumpkin oh little trickery going on trickery yeah okay that's an interesting story yeah Um, so,
1: does that sum up our costume history? That sums up the
0: costume history.
1: Okay, so before we finish, I wanted to tell you a couple of creepy things I found about Halloween decorations, and then I want to end on, like, a sweet little positive note. Okay, cool. So, did you know that throughout history, there have been several instances of dead human bodies being mistaken for Halloween decorations? That... No, I have not heard about that. Isn't it terrible? It's terrible and terrifying. So I wrote down a couple accounts. So in 2009, in Marina del Rey, California, there was a 75-year-old man who was slumped on his front porch, and there was like a trail of blood behind him, and both of his eyes had been shot out. Oh my god. I was a little confused by that, because I read that they thought it was a suicide, but then I also read that there was foul play, and if his eyes were shot out, I don't see how that's suicide, but... Whatever, that's beside the point. Right beside the point. He was there for five full days before people realized that it was actually a human body. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, in 2014... So this happened again. Oh my gosh, this happened several times. Okay, keep going. I don't going. even have all of them to tell you about. There's so many. I hate that. I know. Um. In 2014, two handymen went into a rental property. I don't know if it was like... A rent house or an Airbnb or what. And in the garage, they saw what they thought was a Halloween prop or a decoration hanging. <gasps> um, and it turns out it was actually a man who had been hanging there for several weeks. The smell. I know. I don't know how the smell went unnoticed. I genuinely don't. Maybe it had been so long it didn't smell anymore, but I just... I don't get that. I don't think that's how that works. I don't really think that's how that works. Either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but apparently the people who owned the property had been there before the cleaning people and they also thought it was a halloween prop so obviously it didn't look like a human body that's insane Mm -hmm. and really very sad it is very sad okay so i have another instance where a woman hung herself over like a busy street and her body was hanging like 15 feet above the street and it was there for several hours before people realized it wasn't a halloween decoration and it was a real person Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one I think is really tragic. In 2015, a 31-year-old woman named Rebecca Kane was murdered. Okay. And people saw her body and thought that it was a Halloween decoration. And then someone. What is with this? Well, okay, it makes me think that it's top-down processing or priming. Okay, explain. Well, so top-down processing is where we are like. Past experiences and what we're currently thinking—priming, infu- yeah—it influences what you, your sensory information and what you take in. And so people, it was around Halloween, so people were just thinking they were going to see Halloween decorations, so that's what they thought they were seeing. Right. Like if this was happening around Christmas, people probably would have been much quicker to realize sure. it was an actual person. Sure. Um. But yes. Yeah, so, anyways, with Rebecca Kane, she was tragically murdered. People saw her body and they thought it was a decoration. People went to remove it. And that's when they realized that it was a woman and the police were called. Okay. Yeah. So really tragic. And honestly, I think it's just terrible. I can't imagine being murdered and then my body just kind of being ignored. Like, it's a very sad story. It
0: is a sad story. Are we ending on a sad note? No, 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 no. Like I said, I've got a happy ending. Oh, that's ending. right. That's right. Okay. So here's
1: my happy ending. Guess what it's going to be.
0: When, when was it? Give me a hint. 2016 what was I doing in 2016 um you're never gonna guess okay yeah I have no idea (laughs) so
1: into in October 15th 2016 Rick Swinson set the world record for rowing the longest distance which was 25.5
0: miles in a pumpkin boat that's incredible it was a hollowed out pumpkin that is also incredible but also makes me question the physics behind how the boat was made.
1: Yeah, because I wouldn't think that pumpkins float. Yeah. Do they? I don't know. I mean they must, because he made a well, I guess he could have done so. Do
0: something. watermelons float? I don't know. I think they do. Didn't did you ever go to like the pool when you were younger and then like someone would cover the cover the watermelon in like grease? And then everyone would fight over it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Did you do that? I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. So I think that pretty much sums up our Halloween episode.
0: Awesome. High five.
1: Very fun. And we will see everyone on Sunday. On
0: Sunday for episode three. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Should we? Yes.